Hello and welcome to the Brony Music History Podcast, the ep- the the show which we discover the history of Brony music. This is episode eight, and we're today we're joined by Ev Dog. As we return to the Lounge Down Under, we're talking with an artist whose long-standing involvement with the fandom crosses musical boundaries and is a real testament to the power of community and collaboration. With almost a hundred songs released between his first fandom contribution in October of 2011 and him still being out here making tunes in October of 2021, this discography is deep and we'll be diving into it throughout the show, including the first play of a brand new track. Evdog's appeared on Balloon Party and Ponies at Dawn, and he's been a competitor in many Toastbeards and also ran the Winter Wrap-Off competition between 2012 and 2014. His singing and guitar work has rocked stages across Australia at PonyCon AU, SalvageCon and Alicon, and all decked out in his OC's adorable little outfit. Please welcome to the show, Evdog. Hey everyone. Hello, hello, hello. How's your how's your evening been? Yeah, it's been all right. Um, I was just doing some delivery driving work earlier in the day, and now I've just settled down. It's it's been nice. How about yeah. yourself? Yeah, yeah, good. It's it's nice to be meeting a guest at an actual like normal time, uh, and, know, and, right. and not not waking up at four o'clock in the morning. Um, but <laughs> the wonders of Australia. All right, mm. let's let's wind the clock um, all the way back. Um, were you a musician yeah. before you started in the pony fandom? I was. Um, yeah, um, yeah. So I, way back when I was 10, I joined my, um, my church's music team. And so I was getting involved in that. And even before that, um, my dad was a musician. So he got me, you know, interested in playing guitar and in, um, in using doors and, you know, musical programs and that. And um, then at, the age of 13, I wrote my first song. It was like a, a comedy song um, about a guy who was just completely oblivious and kept on accidentally doing terrible things to his wife until she divorced him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then from that afterwards, I started just doing whatever and then stumbled across, um, have you heard of the website Overclocked Remix? No, I have never heard of it. Okay, so it's a it's a site that's basically based around um, remixes of video game music and interpretations of video game songs. And so I was trying my hand at making remixes on there. It was never successful because while I guess the you know the arranging and that was all right, my sound design and my mixing was atrocious. So I, I never got anything successfully passed in there. Um, but yeah, that's what I was doing before 2010. So, 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 so you, were, you weren't just playing instruments. You were actually producing at that point. Yeah. yeah so cool. um, my, my dad got me a, um, a pirated copy of Cubase. Fuck and, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so that, that's where I learned on. And so it's a bit of a clunky program, but if you can figure it out, then you can get things done. Um, Then after a while, a bunch of Cubase programmers left and they made PreSona Studio One. And so I've been using that ever since. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so so at this point in your life, you're sort of trying to make a bit of music, but not really getting getting too far. Um, How did you just get into Pony? 
Yeah, well, I think it was that I just stumbled across the memes online. Like, everything was getting ponified. And it was, like, everywhere across the internet. Uh, so I gave it, gave it a shot and, you know, all right, I'll, I'll watch. It's, it's the typical, like, <laughs> this happens to a lot of people. Okay, I'll just watch the first episode. Okay, it's a two-parter. I'll watch the second episode. Okay, I'm at the end of the season. And and when, so when San you were watching you were just hooked you just really loving mm-hmm. it yeah mad yeah um and did how did you f- discover Pony Music soon after that or did you sort of watch the show uh, and have a bit of a disconnect? I think I I think after I watched the show this is this is fuzzy memory because it's a while back but it's, it has I been a decade for, I, for reference yeah so you started watching in season one mm. um so. I think maybe I stumbled across a handful of like covers and remixes that were out back then. So things like, you know, Alex S's remix of the theme song. Um, I don't know what else would have been out by then, uh, but um, I, that's probably how I found it. Yep. And um, yeah, I'm not exactly sure now, now that you mention it. Um, but eventually I did stumble across, um, my little remix and all the, um, all the music community. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, the, the very first song you released, uh, Mm -hmm. your very first fandom contribution was an ocarina cover of the theme song, uh, which was, uh, in October of 2011. So that's, that's over a decade Mm -hmm. ago now. Um, and I still have the ocarina. Wow! <laughs> that is, if you're if you're listening to the audio, the prop is on screen. We can verify. You can cross-reference it with the video if you want. Um, what what made you want to take the plunge to actually make mm-hmm. music for yourself, like um, make pony music for yourself? Yeah. Well, um, like I was interested in the content, so I figured, like I I was playing that ocarina pretty much all the time at that point in my life. I was um, learning a bunch of different songs, so I thought I'd do the the My Little Pony theme, and I just put it up online, and a handful of people, not many people, but a handful of people saw it and upvoted it, and um, and I think I shared it around Facebook, so yeah, at the yeah. time it was all right. And and what were those? What 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 did you find? Uh, did you find a lot of like early sort of brony music communities uh, around that point to sort of support? to support you and, and share that around? Um, not, not that early. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like the biggest thing was my little remix. And yeah, uh, so for we're... anyone who doesn't know, it's a, uh, it's actually a website on a, like a standalone website. That's a big forum filled with um, a bunch of the fandoms musicians from across the world. Uh, and my little remix is still active today. And this show is yeah. fully archived on my little, my little remix. Uh, that's where I based that. And I think I'm the only person posting there at the moment, but you know, nice. uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and when you, when yeah. you found that, what was, <laughs> what was your immediate thought about the community, um, and, and all that? I guess just like, wow, there's so many more people like me. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, you you were saying that uh, I came in in season one. Yep. So I I was watching it, I believe, uh, once season one had already come out. Oh, okay. And it was the break between one and two, and I remember that um, 
I I'd been watching it all, all the way through, and then I learned about the uh, local meetups, and so I went to my first Brony meetup, but I hadn't watched the last two episodes of season one, and I remember a bunch of people singing at the gala, and <laughs> I was kind of feeling left out because I didn't know all the words at the mo- at the time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and and okay. What what was those? Um, because for, for for people that don't know, Australia is a very um separate country. Like our capital mm. cities are thousands of kilometers from each other, yeah. and so we tend to have like when where we have our in real life communities, they tend to be like very separate. Um, so were you in Melbourne at the time? Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, I've actually been in Melbourne, like in Victoria, for the last ten years. Actually, pretty much all my life. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, so basically, each each capital city had their own um, their own group of people. There was the Melbronies, there was the Bronies of New South Wales. I think there was a very small Canberra Bronies group, um, Adelaide. I think Queensland. There was barely anyone in Tasmania, and there was a group group of people in Perth, but we couldn't really interact with them in person because Perth is so far away. Yeah, of course. Um, did you meet any other musicians mm. in real life in those early days, or um, was that would that sort of come later when conventions became a thing? Mm. Um, way way early on, I think the only Brony musicians that were in Melbourne was me and West Jay. So um, West Jay is the I'm pretty sure he still runs Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia Radio. Radio. Yes. Yeah. 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 And yeah, a... um, so back then he was making music and remixes and stuff, but I don't think he does that nowadays, as far as I can, as far as I know. No, 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 he just does that. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, and so, uh, so you were making like quite diverse music at that point. You, yeah, you know, ne- I mean, uh, you knew, was. <laughs> you, <laughs> you never, you never really particularly stopped making diverse music. Um, but you did, mm. you know, you were playing some acoustic stuff. You're also doing a lot of mashups, um, mm-hmm. some of some of which are, are, are very good. Um, is there a reason why you didn't sort of peg yourself down um, into a genre and just sort of chose to make a little bit of everything? I suppose it's it's more so that I I follow the ideas that I get. So if I if I have an idea. I'll be like, okay, I'll see if I can do that, and I'll try and get it down and get it done, and then put it out. And that may not necessarily be um, sonically consistent, but I, I feel that if I just try and limit myself to a style, a genre, um, then I can't. Then the things that aren't in that that I make, I don't really know what to do with. So. Yeah. It's easier for me to just follow whatever the idea, the musical ideas I get and then just put them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And and just, just throw things on the table, like, regardless of how it is going to sound. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, hmm, all right. And if I'm not actually able to produce that on my own, then I'll just, you know, find other people who can help with that. Yeah, yeah. And let's, uh, let's, let's talk about collabs for a moment because you... Mm-hmm. Um, sort of very quickly uh sort of started doing collabs i think a lot a lot earlier than than many um oh really well like yeah so many of the guests that i've interviewed so far have said like didn't really know how to do it didn't really know how to work together with with other people 
um mm -hmm. like and doing collabs and and remixes uh yeah like it's like you you know you've got collabs with uh jackalap and what is it jackalap or uh, i don't think i ever collabed with jackalap but i did a song sampling jackalap oh okay right that's what that one's about um yeah so like were you were you like finding like that you were networking on my little remix and finding people to do that or um was that in other groups or like on skype or something like that uh yeah so um early on it was largely my little remix and they had a um an irc uh are you familiar with what an irc is yeah i i arrived at the very end of um the irc era of pony but can, can you yeah. just explain what an irc relay is for any of our okay. post 2017 post discord uh, pony fans <laughs> yeah um so an IRC is basically, imagine just a text chat that kind of looks like the old DOS screens, uh, just people posting uh, comments on, on the comments and the comments, and, um, and, and that's basically it. Um, <laughs> sometimes they might add like little programs and bots in the same way that you'd add little bots to Discord, but um, it was, it's much simpler UI, much more basic. And yeah, that like simple and basic is, I think, putting it quite bluntly. Like, I mean, D Discord has yeah. in, in many ways, like superseded the function of mm. um, IRC in basically every single pony community yeah. um, that, that still exists today. Um, but like that and, was well, so important. Yeah. Also, I remember you saying, like, you used the phrase um, like uh, IRC era and Discord era. And I think that's pretty apt because... Um, you can basically, with Brony Music, um, you could put it into three main eras, like the IRC slash My Little Remix website era, the Skype era, and the Discord era. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where technology has, in a very subtle way, I, I, I personally think, just really influenced the way that we produce and consume music in the fandom. And um, yeah. do, you have, do you have any uh memories of the sort of those early skype days and what sort of groups you were in around then yeah so with with skype there was this big my little remix mega skype group and it had probably 200 people in it um so it was quite big and it was generally mostly active on um, american times and european times and then in i guess oceania times it was largely dead yep so, um, like, I, that's, I guess, how I met a handful of the, the more Australian musicians because they were on at that time. <laughs> and if I stayed up late, I could meet with a bunch of the, um, the American musicians. Uh, but I rarely got a chance to interact with the, the European ones just because they were always asleep. Yeah. And if I wanted to, say, direct message them, then it would be ping pong. I, I would send a message to them and then wait you know, the next day to get a message back. So yeah. 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 Oh God. Yeah. I, the, the European, the European Australian time zone, not, not fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. gosh, I've, I fully understand that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I did meet quite a few people there. Um, from memory, the, the people that I was pretty close to at the time were, um, automatic Jack and Freewave. And I think also Syriki, but Syriki kind of disappeared after a while. Yep, yep. 
Um, yeah, and so in, in 2012, um, mm-hmm. you started organizing uh, Winter Wrap Off, mm. um, which was a weekly rap, well, no, not weekly, a monthly rap competition. Um, yeah. uh, talk to us, talk to us about the origins of Winter Wrap Off and um, how that got okay. started. So Winter Wrap Off came out of the idea um, of like seeing the toast beards. And I thought, um, you know, why don't we do something for that, like that, but with rap? Uh, because the, I suppose there wasn't much rap at that time, aside from, you know, a handful of people like, you know, Mike the Mike and yelling at cats and a handful of people like that. Automatic Jack was, I think, was rapping at that point as well. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I thought, you know, hey, I'll try my hand at running a little contest and see how it goes. And it got hosted on this website called um, Equestrian Beats or EQ Beats, uh, which uh, basically uh, it's like Pony, what Pony FM is now, but with a, a less sleek design. And and Pony FM is not a particularly sleek design either. So I think that uh... <laughs> no, it's, it's, it was even less than that. So yeah, yeah. And um, what what did you feel like the reaction was to um the the competition um in in twenty twelve? Yeah, I I think the people that were involved in it really liked it. But that said, there weren't many people that were involved with it. I think the first the first month had eight people in it. And then from, from there onwards, the, in 2012, I think it ran for five, maybe six months to start. And it just ended up averaging about four or so entries each time. And so it ended up just, I lost motivation and um, it ended up just kind of petering out. And then I tried reviving it in 2013 and that went for a few months and then petered out. And then I tried in 2014 one last time, and that I think ran four months and then petered out. Yeah, yeah. So, and hmm. yeah, it it's such it's 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 an interesting story because rap, I think, has it's had a bit of a resurgence in the fandom in the past couple of hmm. years. Um, yeah. But it's it's especially. Never, oh yeah, sorry. It's 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 never really been like the fandom genre, um, or hmm. the the fandom style. Um, do you have, do you have any ideas why you think that is? Uh, why, why rap wasn't? Yeah. Um, I suppose for a long time, like EDM was dominant, especially like dubstep was, was big, especially around 2012. Uh, that was, you know, the genre at the time and rap and then the rap scene that was there, I think Mike on a previous episode was talking about this. Um, they were trying to, you know, replicate the, the, the U- U.S. kind of rap scene where, you know, they're all dissing each other and uh, trying to, you know, puff themselves up, and that, that kind of toxicity, like adversarial nature, doesn't really mesh well with a fandom that's all about, you know, love and tolerance and friendship, so. That that could be a reason behind it. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And it, yeah, it's. And I and I think the modern the modern pony rap community just it doesn't. There is no drama. Yeah. It's just people making music, mm. and I. A lot more collaborations as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And that's a a fascinating a fascinating little, little case study of of yeah. sort of the, the rise and, and fall of a well the, the 
the rise and fall and rise again of a genre in, in the fandom. Yeah. Um, and I think I think also um, I know a handful of the reasons why Winter Wrap Off wasn't successful, like um, structurally. Um, there, so first of all, uh, in retrospect, um, the they had to make a, their own beat as well as um, as rap. And so that was a big barrier to entry for a lot of people because some of the rappers were just rappers. They weren't producers as well. And to go and find a producer that would, you know, make a thing probably a bit, bit difficult. Um, I also, for some reason, decided to have a um, no cursing rule. Which, <laughs> I mean, for rap, it doesn't... Yeah. Um... <laughs> oh, the mistakes of youth. um so that probably made people think you know that probably made it think it was more kiddie than than it was so um yeah and also the the winner of each month got to choose the next month's theme and i think that may have given the person who won an advantage for the next month so yeah a bunch of those things if I could have done it better. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what's past is past. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And we pick ourselves up and we dust ourselves off and we try again. Um, yeah. <laughs> we all we all learn from that. Um, yeah, 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 cool. So that, okay, that's that's the, the fandom, one of the fandom projects that you've founded. But you've also been involved in um, other uh, fandom collaborative projects. Um, yeah. Most notably Ponies at Dawn and um, Balloon Party. Um, mm-hmm. So your first uh, Ponies at Dawn release was on the first Ponies at Dawn album, uh, yeah. Hold Your Rainbow. Um, what was the early Ponies at Dawn uh, like? And how did, <laughs> how did you feel about getting okay. involved? So at that point, at that point when the first Ponies at Dawn came out, uh, Balloon Party was big. Balloon Party was like the album at the time. And so... Then along came this little Australian, you know, Ponies at Dawn, saying, hey, we're, we're going to do what the first Balloon Party did, raise money for people to go to cons, but for Australians. And um, at that time, yeah, it was really small. And so it was like, hmm, well, this thing that I'm going to, I was planning, like this, thing, this song that I've got isn't going to get on Balloon Party. So I'll put it on to Ponies of Dawn and see how that goes. And it got on. But that has completely changed nowadays. Um, Balloon Party is gone. Dead. And yeah. And we piss on <laughs> its There's grave. There's a reason why. I'll get back to that. <laughs> uh, um, and now Ponies of Dawn has basically replaced and is the, the monolith in the fandom at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And and so you you talk about not having a track that was good enough to get on Balloon Party, but you did eventually get onto Balloon Party in um uh wait, hang on, for Rainbow and Rooted. Mm-hmm. Um which was Ev Dog and Friends uh, made up your mind. Um yeah. can you tell us a bit about uh Made Up Your Mind and what was going okay. through your head when you're planning that? And actually, who it says Ev Dog and Friends. Uh, mm-hmm. who who is the actual artist on the collab? Okay, so there were six people, including me, on that collab. And um, th- to put every, every single person's name on there would have been way too long. So it was me, Meta Joker, uh, Automatic Jack, 
Rainbow Jack, Jesse Carlson, and Oliver Lakota. And that is a solid list of people. Mm. Yeah, so so it, yeah. It, it was a mega collab to try and get on Balloon Party, and obviously that went well for yeah. you. So um, with, with that, our, well, sorry, with that song, uh, I was I took the idea from that um, super speedy cider six thousand. Was it? Did yep. I get that right? No, super yeah. super speedy cider cider squeezy five thousand. That's right. You forgot yeah. the squeezy. Hmm. Um, so it was that episode and the whole like Finland Flam being Charlton's and um so it got got this idea and I made that all with you know MIDI instruments initially on my computer. And then I got other people, all the other collaborators, I sent them a MIDI file saying, Hey, here's a MIDI version of what I what I've got in my head. Would you be able to record it for real? And then they sent back to me a WAV file of what they recorded. And then I put that in to replace it. And that's why it sounds so so authentic, because it's actual real instruments. Okay, that's that's cool. I, that's a fun little tidbit of trivia that I, I hadn't heard before. Hmm. Oh. All right, yeah. well, let's let's give this one a spin. Um, let's yeah, let's play some music. Sure. Twenty minutes into the show, um, yeah. So yeah, Evdog, Evdog and friends uh, made up your mind. Well, oh, brother, I'm, it looks like we have some sort of competition on our hands. Ah, uh, that we do. Why don't we give them a taste of what we're capable of? Track well, track well.
What a, like, a, a collab that just, so many Australians on that collab, like, far out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Rainbow Jack, I'm pretty sure, was Australian, and Oliver Lakota was. And, um, th- I mean, th- three out of six is a lot for yeah. a, a very small country. Oh. <laughs> oh, um, so, when I was making that as well, um, Meta Joker wrote his own verse. So, uh, I had a little placeho- placeholder thing there in the meantime and um i'd forgotten about it but oliver lakota had remembered and he told me for basically in the place the little space where meta joker put his verse i had something along the lines of i'm thinking maybe meta joker can find something to put here i don't know maybe Maybe some verse or some kind of dialogue. We'll figure it out later. Yeah. Just do a, like a skibbity infill where it's like, oh yeah, skibbity, <laughs> skibbity, skibbity, skibbity scoo. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. And so on the Australian community, um, you've performed mm-hmm. live at, um, yes. I think most of the, the Australian cons we've had, or po- possibly all of them. Um, including the first one in PodyCon. Yeah, oh, here we go. Here's the lanyard. (laughs) So I've got a lanyard here, Mm. and on it has all the Australian brony conventions that I've been to. Um, Sorry, podcast listeners, but... uh, So here is PonyCon 2013. Uh, These two are PonyCon 2014 and 2015. And... There's Alicon. Alicon 2018 and 2019. 2019. Yep. Yep. And also, uh, this says League of Legends, but it's actually for SalvageCon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a whole story in itself. Um, so yeah. did, did you did you play at every single one of those? Um, yeah, every every single one of those. Um, there was a SalvageCon 2.0 that I wasn't able to make it to, but... Yep all the other ones i i was there and i played at them so yeah yeah, yeah. right and and so your your on stage uh presence is is you know quite quite often just with you playing a guitar and having a sing over it and and doing some of your more acoustic stuff um mm-hmm. what was what was that first PonyCon au like um for you as a musician <laughs> um yeah uh, i was a bit nervous uh there, some of the songs that I was playing, I, I look back on the footage and I was speeding up more than I, I was in my head thinking I was playing. So, yeah, I was a bit nervous up there, but uh, it was still fun, still fun to do. Uh, yeah, uh, 
I got a story about the um the twenty thirteen con. So um, yeah, I've got the the convention booklet yeah. from twenty thirteen, and it's got a little map of the building. Um, yeah, and it's a big yeah. circle. So yeah, down the bottom it's a circle, and up the top it's a ring. And I decided to bring along these business cards that had my you know my name and you know my youtube link and soundcloud and all that and for some reason some bizarre reason i printed a thousand of them yep <laughs> and so i was just you know handing out a handful you know to different people there was only like 500 people at that first con in 2013 uh and just handing them out one by one to people and i was one of the days I was walking up in the top ring and a handful of people were at the soundboard <laughs> for the, um, for the stage. And they were like, Hey, give us a bunch of your cards. Come on, come on. And so I gave them a handful and they started flicking them out over the balcony <laughs> into the main area. And it probably annoyed the people like the cleanup crew, but it ended up getting a lot of people looking at these cars and picking them up and then the, um, a lot of people started listening to my music oh, after that just... and I thought that was hilarious make it rain <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah and um, so yeah there's multiple cons did you did you feel like you learnt mm. um, so, sort of in Australia we were sort of traditionally sort of had one con a year um, or mm. may, maybe two if it was a boom year. Um, so it was a, it, it was a big, big boom gap. Accurate. Yeah, a, bi- a big gap between your convention performances. Mm. Um, um, do, you, do you feel like you were sort of iterating every time? Like I was what? You were iterating every time, like you're getting better? I, I suppose, yeah. I, I tried to always shake it up and, you know, keep it different for each, each one. Um, the first one, it was largely acoustic sound. Uh, the second one, I had... Uh, we had actually got a band together and we played made up your mind. And I really, that was really fun. Uh, and, and then the second half, I think I was just singing along to backing tracks. So yeah, that, that was very different to the 2013 con and the 2015 one. I, I don't exactly remember what I, Oh yeah. Um, so I had the, uh, the pony tones, which um, Ichigochi would have mentioned when she was on. Uh, we all got these little uh, bow ties and little green jumpers, and we um, we sung, uh, got the music, and uh, you'll make your mark, and the Rainbow Rocks theme, and I think one other one, and um, that was the first section of my of my set, and that was really fun. I got to um, we all got to do this four part harmony thing. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and uh, it's 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 yeah. always cool seeing those sort of big groups come together on stage, because um, mm. like you know it's it's one thing to see to see one person play their own music, but you know to see it to see a whole band play some tracks and, yeah. and smash through them some of that that's just it's just sick, um, yeah, very cool, um, mm. yeah, yeah, um, and um, let's move. Oh, let's play let's play another song. Okay. Um, so yeah, then the next, the next song you, you had, you suggested to play was nothing without you, um, mm. which was featuring the L train. I think I played that with L train at 2015. Yeah. So did you, did you meet L train beforehand through online or, um, like at the convention? So I would have met him online here and there, I think, um, beforehand. I think we actually 
Um, no, it would have been 2015 because uh, I have this T-shirt from 2014 and it's got every <laughs> single person who played there. Yeah. It um, doesn't look like I'll trains no, no. on there. Hmm. There we go. Yeah. Um, so it would have been 2015 that we met in person. Yep. But I think we were talking talking online before that. Yeah, sweet. And and so this is another Balloon Party track released on Academy of Power. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And it it got it's another it's another bloody fucking gigantic collab yep. piece. Um. So it's L Train, Vinyl Love, Biscayne, and Winter Moose. Um. Yeah. yeah. What was the what was the vibe going into that? Like collaborating with so many people. Yeah. So um, L Train was doing all the guitar work. Um, and also some vocals. Uh, Biscayne was doing some vocals himself. Um, Winter Moose, I think, was the producer. And then Vinyl Love did some of the wubs. Uh, but yeah, it was really fun. Uh, fun to do that. And uh, I, I think initially I had wanted to get... Um, Tombstone? Yeah, I think, I, yeah. I think it was that I initially wanted to get Tombstone to help with that. Tombstone and Freeway. Um, and for, that that sounds right. Yeah, it's, um, it's in the description of, course, of the video. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but a lot of the, I guess you could say, first wave musicians like Mike, Glaze, Tombstone, Jackalap, uh, etc., they had their own uh, friendship circle and we had ours. And back in the day, we kind of had this idea that you know, they were the, you know, elite, um, they were the horse fame, the horse fame too, people. Yeah. The horse famous, uh, that would, didn't have time for us peasants, but, um, I, I look back on it and it's probably just, you know, they, they had their friendship group and we had ours and those just didn't really interact often. And, and it's, 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 it's the, the, one of the things that I found quite surprising when I first started interacting with the music community, and I guess I'm still surprised by now, even though I shouldn't be, is like how approachable, how approachable, like even yeah. like big people are, even it, you, it literally, if you just make the effort to walk up to them, they will interact with you like a normal person. It's yeah. just that most people just don't make the effort to, to do that. Cause they're like, Oh, they're too big for me to talk to them. It's like, no, nah, fucking <laughs> message, message the people you love because they will respond and talk to you like a person. Anyway, that's yeah. a whole, that's a whole nother story. Let's play this track. Um, so yeah, from Academy right. of Power, nothing without you. Yeah. And this, fuck this one slaps. I, oh, <laughs> I really like this one. Yeah. And so well, just before, before that, um, yep. there's a little bit in the middle which kind of has a, a tombstone idiom vibe. And that was kind of just a nod to the fact that um, I'd asked tombstone to be a part of it. And he said, no. So. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> spicy. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Tell me where to go. 
tell me where to go. Tell me what to say so I can say to you, no, I'm an individual now, yeah. Like after all, I can throw the prey. Time to take him down and send him to the grave. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Whoa, whoopsies. Oh, spoilers. Spoilers. There's another song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So you, I guess you were around, um, you know, you, you'd been around from the start, um, but then sort mm -hmm. of uh, about, f what, five or six years in, um, you took quite a large hiatus from making music. Um, yeah. What was, what was the story behind that? Okay, so... That wasn't really all that intentional. Um, so I had, uh, I'd met, um, who's now my wife, uh, through ponies and we got married 
and then we both I moved out of house and we both ended up going into this share house and it had like at least two other people in it at any one time and it was like quite a small house so if I you know sung music and that it would you know bother the other people uh, and there was barely any space to set up any music equipment and the the environment there was a bit stressful so I just uh, didn't really I couldn't really make music at that time um, even though I wanted to and also uh, this was a bit around the time where it was shifting from the the Skype era to the Discord era, and I didn't get the memo. So <laughs> I was looking at all these, you know, at the Mega Skype and all the other little groups that I was in, and they were pretty much dead. And I was, you know, every now and then, like, hey, is, is anyone here? And maybe there'd be like a handful of comments every, every now and then, but it was pretty much dead. And I thought, oh, is, is, is Pony Music dead now? Is it, is it gone? What happened? Um, and so, yeah, I, I guess I didn't get the memo. And then um, after we moved out of that place around 2018, um, yeah, I set everything up, um, was able to, you know, have a dedicated place to put my computer and my music equipment and, you know, a time and space to record that it wouldn't bother other people. So uh, I got back in. The, the Skypes were still dead. Um, I think I might've been using discord, uh, for like hanging out with friends and that, but then I contacted a few little, a few musicians that I knew and said, you know, Hey, um, are, are there any brony discord groups like, or brony music discord groups? And quite quickly I got, Oh yeah, here's, you know, ponies at dawn. Here's, um, state of sugar. Here's cider party. Uh, <laughs> and um, then suddenly I was back in, and there everyone was, and so I was like, "Great, let's let's start jumping in again." Yeah, awesome. And I... a, a, a fun little fact, uh, that, you know, with that little hiatus in that two-year period, Woodlaw showed up, released his entire discography, nuked his channel, and disappeared. <laughs> In, in that entire time. So I never got to actually meet Woodlaw. Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> the, there we go. Um, <laughs> did, you, did you find that things were different when you came back? Did, did, did things sort of feel different between that sort of 20, what, 2016 and, and 2018 when you came back? Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, back earlier in the time, um, you, you've probably gotten other people, I'm pretty sure... Um, like Fuzogs and Mike and that have, have said this, that it felt a lot more competitive, especially with Equestria Daily. Uh, there was a lot of this trying to, you know, trying to get the music feature or the, you know, in the, the music of the day posts. And, um, and that would be like a, I guess, a status symbol or, you know, symbol that you are, you know, horse famous or whatever. And, um, and, you know, there were the, the balloon parties, but they were, you know, limited, you know, only, you know, a handful of people managed to get on. And so, and also, you know, the, the horse famous people would in interact and collab with each other, but they wouldn't interact with the, the, the lesser known 
uh, people. And um, I actually have a collab that I did with um, was Finn and Raza and NextGen that was called the Equestria Daily Anthem. And that basically sums up the, the culture of the time that uh, people were like all, the, all this EDM, all this electronic stuff was getting to EQD. And in, in the same way that um, you might have heard people say in Australia, um, the Triple J has a style. Oh, yeah, 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 100%. Yeah. So in a similar kind of vein, people were thinking, okay, EQD has a style that they're after. And um, all, all the other kind of stuff, like even rap at the time, or, you know, some... Instrumental orchestral. Experimental stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That, that really didn't um, get on there all that much. And um, so people were thinking, you know, is this music you know, curator people. And I didn't actually know that Mike was one of those people. Uh, are, are, they, are they playing favorites? Are they, you know, are they selecting, you know, people that they like instead of, you know, the quality of their music? And um, that, that probably wasn't the case, but there was a perception that that was the case. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that, um, that was different when you came back. Yeah, so a lot of, a lot of it was less... Um, I guess individual focused and you know trying to up your sub count and yeah and all that and it was more about um, collaboration and being you know there were community albums like Ponies at Dawn, State of Sugar, uh, Cider Party. Um, uh, there's a handful of other ones I can't think of um, like Vibe Ponies. Um, let me let me actually look through the Discord. Um, I think no, Noise Horse as well. Yeah. Um, Bronies for Good so on um so it was a lot more based around you know let's let's do an album based on this thing or you know here's the regular albums that come out let's let's put something onto there uh, for that um and I, in a way that's good um that you know it's very different um mentality it's a lot more collaborative um it also it still kind of has that you know exclusivity factor to it um like I actually, I've been trying to get stuff onto the Ponies of Dawn albums since um, since Skywood, I think, and um, I haven't been able to. I, back in the day, I used to get get it on really easily, and now I can't get on at all, <laughs> um, except for that one collab I did with uh, Francis Vase. But uh, yeah, so uh, there is that exclusivity factor. But I think if you have any kind of iteration, any kind of system, there's going to be that showing up anyway so yeah uh, that you can't really avoid that yeah yeah and and uh yeah like it's we we are it's still an incredibly competitive fandom mm. but also yeah you can still just release songs to your youtube and exactly. um just still like learn and do that the same way and mm. yeah like it's just i think it's, it's just almost a psychological thing as much as anything else that like you know you just put music out there anyway um and yeah, oh, so... um is it all right? Um can I can I just go on a tangent a little bit? Yeah, go for it. That's what this show's for. This whole show is a fucking tangent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so earlier I was saying I, I get back to Bullion Party. Mm -mm. Um so um, um, I, I wanna do a, a full of... I wanna do a full balloon party dissection at some point. Um yeah. so like we're we're gonna that is on the list of things to do. Um yeah. <laughs> so um the, the thing is, like, the first one, it was, like, to raise money for to get people to cons and that. But after that first one was a 
success. The the people running it, I'm pretty sure it was um, Circuit Fry and a couple other people. Um, they had the idea. Okay, well, that one went well. Let's do some more and let's have them all be, you know, after you know, in the style of each of the main six. So the first one, Balloon Party, Pinkie Pie, very like hype, energetic, this hard. It was the was the mantra for that. Um, second one, Rainbow and Rooted, all Rainbow Dash, you know, fast, speed and style. Uh, third one, Academy of Power, all very, um, you know, technical and polished um, and all that uh, after Twilight Sparkle. And then the fourth one was um, Equine Morality. Uh, that was supposed to be like Applejack, you know, very homely, very um, acoustic, authentic kind of sound. Uh, and so people were thinking, you know, the next one's going to be either a Rarity one or a Fluttershy one. Yeah, but at some point during the, um, between people submitting to Equine Morality and Equine Morality getting released, within that window, the ownership of Balloon Party got transferred from, I, I think it was Circuit Steel, I, I'm not 100% sure, but whoever it was, got transferred to Silverhound. And Silverhound must not have known about any of that, because he said, <laughs> he made this announcement on My Little Remix saying, hey guys, I'm in charge now. Also, uh, Equine Morality is now not Balloon Party 4, it's Balloon Party 3.5. So uh, get, all, get out all your Applejack is a background pony jokes. <laughs> um, and then now as Balloon Party 4, we're releasing Chromatic Horizons. Now, um, I don't know if you've listened to Chromatic Horizons, have you? Not, not in depth, no. Okay. I've, I've, listened, so to, previous... I've listened to Chromatic H32, and now that is an album. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so all the previous ones, they're like massive, like, you know, 70 to 100 tracks. They've got, you know, samples. They've got lyrics about pones and, you know, all that. Um, this was a CD-length album of EDM with no samples, no lyrics, and barely any pony references. And did you submit it, it to that didn't... one? No, no, yeah, I didn't. Right. Um, they were they were really after just like EDM, basically. And then that didn't go all that well. It wasn't well received. Not many people bought it. And so I guess Silverhound's response was. Well, I guess nobody cares about Balloon Party anymore. And then that was the end of Balloon Party. Yeah. So Fluttershy and Rarity never got their albums. Never got made. Um, mm. No. But th I mean, that's what Pink Amina Party's for. Because um, we eventually yeah, got a, a Fluttershy Pink Amina Party album um, mm. uh, with uh, Fluttershy's Paradoxically Soft Tea Party. Um, oh. and, and so <laughs> in, in my eyes, that is Balloon Party uh, 5. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, yeah Pink Amina yeah. Party was always in the background of Balloon Party yeah. at the same time. So, yeah, it, I guess that outlasted it. The, and the, the then, you know... The parody album that outlasted yeah. the original album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. That's... I, I, yeah, I absolutely... Balloon Party is a head fuck. Um, as, as someone who hasn't joined the fandom after Balloon Party had, had finished trying to decode yeah. like what actually happened and that like that's a whole episode in itself like mm. 100 percent like i'm gonna try to talk to lav and silver and maybe circuit fry about yeah. about that because 
Oh my god, that'd that'd be fun. Anyway, that's it. That's in the future. Um, <laughs> when you when you when you came back in 2018, um, that was also the time yeah. that the Australian Brony fandom decided to revive the conventions for a little bit. Yeah. Um, had conventions changed? Um, uh, so, sort of from those early conventions to what Alicon uh, would be in 2018 and 2019. Um. In, in a way, it was kind of like a, a second verse to the first verse. Um, the because there was you know PonyCon 2013, 2014, 2015, and then the um, AU, which then went under and uh, had to refund people. And then about a team of people got together to try and make a a mini con in eight days, which good on them, and that became SalvageCon. And then there was that gap of like between. I guess the end of 2015 to the start of 2018, where there was just nothing. But 2018 Alicon and then 2019 kind of felt like a like a a repeat, but with a, a more modern repeat of 2013 and 2014 Ponycon. It had like that kind of, I guess, grassroots, um, small knit yet you know fun vibe to it yeah absolutely dinky um i, th I think dinky <laughs> dinky's a, a pretty good way to do with it and as mm. sort of that that was my that was my first convention in, in 2018 and and seeing yeah. just how many australian artists were at that convention who were you know literally yeah. at the fucking at the top of their fields um for their respective genres and also people who were there but just weren't performing but were also just amazing producers why do you think australia has had such a density of brony yeah. artists sorry you, you cut out a bit there oh, okay um well i'm just just saying um like well just being there just seeing all of these australian pony artists like many of whom are sort of at the top mm -hmm. of their field why do you think australia had such a density of pony artists you know, I'm not 100% sure because in the early days, like uh, before PonyCon 2013, it was basically dead. Um, there was, uh, I think there was like me, WestJ, Replacer, but he was like in New Zealand, not even in Australia. Yeah. Uh, stable Free, um, uh, maybe. Feather. <sighs> Feather, yeah, Feather as well. Storm, Storm, was Stormwolf uh, around? Yeah, Stormwolf as well. Yeah. Um, but like, even, even so, for so a, that was basically us. But for a, a, for a country with 22 million people, that's that's quite a significant mm. list of names. Anyway, um, if, if you don't have yeah, any thoughts... And then it increased I'm, more. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm going to keep asking this question to all the Australian guests. Yeah, sure. Because it's, it's, it's always fascinated me. Just I, 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 Look, as a proud Australian, I think we punch above our weight. Um, and I, I, I've never been able to figure out why, um, but yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep asking until I get an answer. Because, maybe maybe yeah. it could be um, that ponies at dawn exists mm -hmm. could be part of it um, that's helped the Australian community because yep. um, like a lot of it was more America focused and also like Europe tangentially Europe focused um, early on, and now that uh, Ponies of Dawn is like the main album. There's a lot of Australian talent in that, and I, I guess that could be a factor. Yeah, I, I I definitely think it's 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 one of the things, especially for the modern Australian community. But there's still that mm. early period before Ponies at Dawn that just 
can't be explained by that but anyway that's a yeah well i'm gonna once i think if i interview more artists we're gonna slowly chip away and get to the bottom of it but um yeah we'll, we'll get there eventually um and so yeah. look you're still you're still out here making music in uh mm-hmm. 2021 um like yeah dab dab that shit because that's that's the good <laughs> stuff that's what we like to see in our, in our pony artists um uh, what what about the show and and what about the community has has kept you going for for a decade of making fandom music? Yeah, so um, I, I've enjoyed the show. Um, I've pretty much watched most of the episodes. Uh, I think there there was one episode I didn't watch all the way through. It was that one. I don't even remember what season it was, but like Twilight was trying to sleep and Spike was trying to stop other people from waking her up. Um, yeah, I couldn't sit through that one, but I, I've, I've sat through pretty much every other every other episode, and um, I enjoy the I enjoy the show, and I've enjoyed the the community as well, uh, especially the music side of the community, and um, yeah, it's it's been a, a fountain of inspiration, and so is all the the toast beards and the remix wars. They've um, been very very helpful to come up with ideas and stuff for music so yeah does, does that answer the question oh yeah yeah like community yeah. is is a, is a reason for so many people um yeah Absolutely. yeah well that's fair enough um it's yeah just like you know i'm 22 like a decade of my life mm-hmm. is almost half is yeah almost almost half my life and like yeah. you know I've, I've been in this fandom for what five just over five six years now and mm-hmm. just like Five and six years feels like a long time, but a decade feels even longer. And I'm just always so curious <laughs> to hear 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 about that. Um, and mm. so yeah, like you're still you're still out here making uh, music, and you've offered yeah. to play us um, a track which hasn't been played before. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, talk us through uh, another round. Okay. So another round is a song that I I've written, but I won't be producing. Uh, Wasteland Whalers will be, and. Um, so I'd heard um, on Ponies of Dawn, there's a song by them called Dare Master. Uh, it's, uh, it's sung by Brittany and... Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. And um, it's all about, you know, her trying to track down a, a con man who was like, um, left her to take the fall and ran off with a bunch of money. So... Um, at the time, uh, I, like when I heard that, I and so I was also doing a, a bachelor of music uh, in the past, and in that I learned about jazz standards. So I had this idea come into my head of, um, I, I guess, a prequel to Dare Master that uh, would be her, you know, going around and investigating and trying to find leads. And um, so, yeah, eventually Wasteland Wales is going to produce it. I probably would already believe, be released if COVID didn't hit. So, <laughs> uh, classic. hopefully after COVID, they can all get together and, you know, make it and then probably release it to an, to an album. Well, fucking sick. Um, so, yeah, here we go. First, first ever public play <laughs> of um of uh, another round let's do it
So, yeah, when you're listening to this, imagine Brit's voice instead of mine. <laughs> Let's talk about the weather. It's been awful cold a lot. Ever been to New Appaloosa? It's not too cool and not too hot. Let's talk about our families. You from around these parts. I've got few searching for me, but I'm searching for lonely hearts. So let's open the champagne and we'll drink to our remains, to the pleasure and the pain of this cruel world. Maybe I'm just lonely because I'm no charity. But something about you is special. Here, have another round on me. Da 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 You say you know this city well. There's much go on round here. I've heard it's on the safe side, but even so, ponies disappear, from what I hear at least. I look around this local, it seems so full of life. Hey, wasn't there some sort of punch up? Huh, oh, really? A stallion pulled a knife? Well, now I've just gotta know how did all that ruckus go? But it must have been quite a show for you to win now. Maybe it's luck I met you tonight. Or maybe destiny. But now I feel a little less lonely. Here, have another round on me. And then there's my little instrumental part with a lot of instruments playing solos but I'll just skip that bit because it's otherwise it's me playing yeah, for a whole minute <laughs> and you say that you know the guy sounds like a strong specimen you gotta introduce me sometime to um oh what was his name again I can't remember and is he lean or burly matters to a lady how does he wear his mane? What color, too? And any idea where I could find him on, you know, any particular day? Your charisma has such an intoxicating touch. I'd be grateful, oh, so much, if you'd help little old me. Now, you may think you know one. Well, you ain't no one to me. You're an excellent conversationalist. Did anybody ever tell you that? Have another round on me. You look so cute in the ground down there. But I've got somewhere I need to be. So, thank you kindly for your intel. Here. Oh. 
I'll just leave it on the table. Have another round on me. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> that's so that's a, that's a cool insight into the I, I guess into, into the production process because so you so you, mm. you said Brit is gonna sing on that. Um so yeah, did, so did you plan. did you write the vocals on that? For her Yeah, so yeah, okay. um, I, I wrote the, the melody and the lyrics and the, the chord progressions and all that. And um they're going to I guess expand upon that with making it be like a, you know, a bass guitar, a piano, um, drum kit, and and maybe some, you know, horns and things like that, and make it sound, you know, a lot bigger and grander and have uh, Brit sing on it instead. But, um, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And see, mm. the future is bright. We have <laughs> Pony is still fucking kicking in 2021, and we love to see mm. it. Um, oh, mad, mad, mad. Um, so, uh, let's, let's put our hats on and, and look back, um, at your time mm -hmm. in the scene. Um, what do you, what do you think the impact, um, Pony has had on you as an, as a person and as a musician? Hmm. Well, as a person, uh, if I didn't find ponies, I probably would still be single. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, same, uh, how ironic same brother uh, <laughs> um. yeah um <laughs> and um i suppose as a as a musician um i probably wouldn't be as advanced as i am now um i i've had 10 years to try and figure this out in the in the public space and i've you know had a whole heap of other people other musicians who are you know as good as me or sometimes even better than me keep be able to give me advice on you know what i'm doing wrong and what i can do better like uh, a song that i wrote with um it was the the cover of open skies that uh, um i got um i got francis face to come in on that again and i sampled a handful of the earlier like the original open skies and also his wide skies um with that, um, I just lost my train of thought. Um, I'm sorry, I, I completely lost my train of thought. What was I saying? You were talking about <laughs> how, how like being around musicians who are sort of as skilled as you are, better uh, yeah. than you. Yeah. 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 So I, I, was, I was trying, I just didn't have that oomph that I was after. Uh, and then I, I sent it to Faulty and it's like, what's going on? What, what's, what am I missing here? You were saying, Bro, where's all the where's all the rides? Where's all the hi hats? And so I, I chucked them on, and then it it, it popped. It, it worked. Yeah, and so that's an example. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just collaboration and community. Collaboration and community. Oh, so yeah. so 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 important. Um, do you have a do you have a proudest accomplishment mm. in the fandom? Um. Hmm. I suppose um, playing, being able to play up, play made, made up your mind in person or in 2014 and in 2019 were really fun to do. And that, that was good. Um, I suppose 
also um, seeing other people make covers and remixes of the songs that I made is always really, uh, really fun to hear and really um, makes me feel like I'm making an impact. So um, I've got a whole playlist on my channel actually of just, you know, other people uh, interpreting if they do like a cover or they, um, you know, input it into audio surf or whatever. I just add that to the to the playlist because I really enjoy seeing that happen. So I suppose that's something I'm proud proud about. Um, oh, um, some, I just thought of something just then. Um, Winter wrap off was the first time that Fenning had wrapped. So. Um, okay, sorry. You you. So we're we're blaming we're blaming Winter wrap up for Fenning. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, so it's all your fault. He, that was the first time he ever rapped. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. And yeah, and to to be a launching launching pad for someone like that, I think that's really special. Um, and so yeah, I guess I'm proud of that. Yeah, that's awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, all right. Mm. Uh, last couple of questions. What's the future going to hold for Evdog? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have a handful of songs that I. I've produced and not uploaded to my channel. I should probably get to that. And I have a handful more songs that I've written but haven't produced. So uh, I'll still be doing stuff um, here and there and um, putting stuff onto the channel and onto group albums and things like that. Um, that's the plan anyway. I don't feel like I'm going anywhere. I, um, I, I've never really left the fandom uh, and I kind of found it silly when people do that because then they come back like a year or two later and act like nothing ever happened. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm not going away. Um, I suppose maybe I'll also do some stuff in like some other fandom music that like when something shows up, I've, I've done a few other songs in, I think it was like, um, there was a song for Welcome to Night Vale. There was a song for Doki Doki Literature Club. There was a song for Madoka Magica. So, you know, when, when the inspiration arises, I, I might do something in a different fandom, but I, I'm still interested in doing pony music. It's, it's enjoyable. It's fun. It's still got the community around and I can learn from them. So, yeah. Fuck yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Hmm. All right. Final question. Um, yeah. Uh, so every, every episode I ask guests, um, who they want to see interviewed next. Um, do you have any guests that you'd like to hear interviewed on the show? <laughs> You're going to regret asking that question. Cause I made a list. Well, it's all, it's all going on the document. <laughs> it's all going on the document. <laughs> okay. Um, so a handful of people, I guess it might be harder to reach, but there's still would have interesting stories. Um, Pinky Guy, he was uh, like a DJ and, and um, screamo kind of artist early on. Um, he he was a really friendly, really charismatic guy. Um, Feather, I I don't know how anyone would be able to reach them nowadays, but if if you can, that'd be great. I've um, I've emailed Stable Feather. Free because. Stable free. Oh, okay. Didn't get a response. Yeah, if you can get a response, <laughs> that'd be great. Oh, did, okay. Uh, I, I think I might still have them on Facebook, but I don't think they're interested in 
yeah. in, in Pioneers in, in anymore. We'll talk later. Um, <laughs> you know, a handful of other people like um, Kuroshia and Meals were really big back in like 2014 time. Um, who else? Uh, like Stormwolf. Stormwolf's still around now. Um, they came back just like a couple months ago and released a cover just, of... Um, just for Remix Let War. your main down. So... Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they might be around to talk and share their stories. Um, it was um, Glitch Hog, who then became Avenir, who then became Strobe. Um, interesting guy. Um, and Cherax Destructor. Uh, Cherax Destructor actually was walking around 24 Con giving out mixtapes. Wow. <laughs> oh, I'm guilty. So, I'm guilty. I yeah, did that. All those people. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, yeah cool um some people probably easier to contact um free wave absolutely get free wave on here okay um, free wave was instrumental in um he, he was doing brony musician directory way early on before you were thinking of doing like archiving he was already into the archiving and um he was instrumental in doing remix war eight i think and a handful of other remix wars later on and um he was doing the whole um the the Meracy project, which was like a ponification of the Smiths, and he he was involved in a lot of things. So oh yeah, he will have a lot of stories to tell. Half half, yeah. of, half of my um, research comes from all of his sites. Um. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I'll just briefly list all the other a handful of the other people. All right, all right, rattle, rattle, rattle them off, rattle them off, rattle them Yeah. So as well as all those people, um, probably yelling at cats because. But I doubt you'd be able to get him. Um, uh, Oliver Lakota, uh, Replacer, Automatic Jack, Macon, who ran My Little Remix, uh, West J, and Ancient D. That I think I, I think those people would have stories to tell that'd be interesting. Yeah, fuck yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to mm. I'm gonna have to re-listen to this episode to write all them down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I yeah I I, rec- I recognize a few of a few of those names and i like vaguely recognize like oh yeah i know that's an australian artist but i'm gonna have to do some research in- into a lot of those because um yeah 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 a few of them ended some... up just kind of fading out mm-hmm. part way yeah so mad well um cool um mm. that's i think that brings us to the end of the episode if P- yeah. you want people if people enjoyed the music they heard today uh where can they find more mm. so i've got a youtube channel uh, fdog music I've got a so yeah, the SoundCloud. It's not very active, but um, it's still got stuff there. Um, there's a handful of other songs that haven't been released onto my YouTube or SoundCloud that you might be able to find on um, the State of Sugar or um, or Vibe Ponies, I think. Uh, but I'll I'll be uploading them to YouTube soon. I do have a Bandcamp, and that has a lot of my earlier like 2012 era music on there as well so uh and that's also fdog music so that, that's mostly where you can find me fuck yeah i think i also have a twitter yes i do have a twitter yeah. um uh, and once again i think that's also fdog music so it's pretty consistent around the board very very simple well in that case um go mm. and show fdog all of the love um and uh <laughs> 
yeah yeah um hopefully we're gonna hear some more music soon i'm very excited i just love it when an australian releases yeah. some music it, br it brings a joy in my patriotic heart <laughs> um <laughs> uh yeah sweet so thanks everyone for listening to another episode of brony music history um uh you can find me on twitter at rockfoxdj you can also suggest um guests to me there i write all guests down um even if it takes me a long long time to get to actually interview them like every guest gets listed down uh regardless of how <laughs> big or small they are um and yeah if you're listening on youtube uh there's a audio feed if you're listening on audio there's a video feed um just find me on twitter that's all the links are there and peace out, motherfuckers. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.